Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks so much for joining us, for hanging out with us this week. We would love to continue to hear from you. You've been sending us incredible questions as we've been in this series talking about you know, some tough things like mental illness and depression and anxiety. We've been getting a bunch of great questions, so keep them coming. You can email them to us, you can comment on our YouTube videos, Instagram. I think we probably have a MySpace page. Do you think we have one of those? I don't know. Only hope. AOL chat. You can send us something on AOL chat. I don't know. Send us your questions because they've been great and we're looking forward to being able to answer them here in the coming weeks. So today we're gonna talk about something that's probably the hardest thing we've had to talk about. We want to talk about kind of this feeling of such deep despair that would drive somebody even to a place like suicide mm. and just have a real conversation. It's a hard topic, but we, we want to be real and we're serious about mm. that. So we want to have a real conversation about suicide and what does the Bible really say about suicide? Mm. So I thought I would just jump into a passage mm -hmm. that kind of came to my mind. It talks about suicide and kind of see if we can explore from there. So Psalm 69, just a few things uh, from Psalm 69 that, that King David writes. He says, I've cried so much, I can't cry anymore. Mm -hmm. He says, I can't see God anywhere. People hate me. I feel so guilty for my own sin. My own family has turned against me. I he, mean, total darkness he's mm. feeling. Incredible. Yeah. Reminds me of the end of Psalm 88 we talked mm. about where he says, darkness is my closest friend. Yeah. To get to a point where he says this in his journal and saying this to God, that he's so dark and in such great despair that his family, everything is against him. He's in a deep, dark hole, despairing of life. Yeah. Uh, there's another story I thought of in uh, Kings. Elijah says, God, I can't do this. I've had enough. Lord, please take my life. So there's these examples of this in the Bible yeah. of this kind of despair that yeah. a person goes, I just want to be done. Like, yeah. is there an eject button around yeah. here? Because I don't want to do this anymore. Which I find so incredibly fascinating that the Bible would record such deep, levels of depression, darkness, that someone wants to hit the eject button. Yeah. Really showing how real the Bible is and how real of a human emotion, even as someone of faith who wants to follow God, but yeah. then has moments of such deep darkness and despair that they want to hit the eject button and they want to get out. Yeah. That's a very real feeling for humans. So maybe we can talk about where that feeling comes from. Mm -hmm. I think that at the beginning of that conversation, you and I would both want to say, as we have said with depression and anxiety, that sometimes there is illness, there is a medical things happening. And so for somebody who's feeling that kind of despair, we would both encourage you, yeah. please seek medical help. There are lots of resources out there. Mm -hmm. There's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You can call that anytime. Mm -hmm. There are people that will talk to you. There's help here at Faith Church. There's, mm -hmm. There are a ton of resources out there. And so if you're wandering down that path of despair into that place where darkness is your closest friend, mm -hmm. get yeah. help, please. Yeah. A couple of the things that jump out to me about this kind of depression, just the lies mm -hmm. that we start to believe that I think the enemy that Satan puts in our in our path, yeah. put places on our heart, the yeah. idea maybe that 
Um, sort of these absolutes, these always and nevers, that things will always be like yeah. this. This, this circumstance will never change, yeah. right? And we start to feel the weight yep. of that. Yeah, and I think where the Bible describes Satan, he masquerades as an angel of light. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is, his role in the world is to lie and to kill and to destroy. So when you're feeling this level of de depression or despair or anxiety, you think nothing is gonna change and the evil one comes and goes, yeah, the brightest way is this direction yeah. through death. And it's like, wait, for you to end your life, for you to feel like the way you solve a temporary problem is through a permanent solution, that is evil. Yeah. That is just darkness full. And man, it's such a lie yeah, that it, that's the solution. Yeah, where we would believe that death is our only hope. That mm. would be Satan masquerading as an angel of light. Yeah. Thank you for that connection, that's good. So. We live in a country with 50,000 suicides a year, mm -hmm. something like a million and a half attempts. And you know, that's just the recorded number of attempts. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine how many others there are. The church has here and there talked about suicide, but I don't think historically has done a great job. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the church has said a lot of condemning things mm -hmm. that could really hurt people. So one of the questions, like, let's just go right at this. One of the things that I've heard in certain faith backgrounds is that if a Christian were to commit suicide, that that would be sort of this unforgivable sin mm. and that they wouldn't go to heaven, that they would lose their salvation. Can mm. you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty typical question that people are asking and thinking about. And yes, things that people disagree on and have all kinds of opinions. You know, for me and for you, both of us have had to wrestle through yeah. friends who have taken their own lives. I mean, right now, even just how sad it is, how many pastors are taking their own lives. So this is a real problem. The Bible does deal with it. And when I have tried to work through it personally, God really led me to Matthew 14. You know, it's a pretty well-known story uh, in Matthew 14 where Jesus is walking on the water. Mm. And he walks on the water and he scares the disciples and the disciples say, who are you? And he's like, it's me, Jesus. And Peter goes, let me walk to you. And Jesus is like, yeah, come and walk to me. And Peter comes walking on the water to Jesus. And what the Bible tells us is that he takes his eyes off of Jesus for a moment and he starts to sink. Mm -hmm. And when he starts to sink, what happens? I mean, Jesus reaches out his arm and grabs Peter and hauls him back mm -hmm. up out mm -hmm. of the water. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, that's what's helping me to process Christians who have committed suicide, mm -hmm. that they made a decision in a moment to take their eyes off of Jesus. But any one moment of our faith doesn't define the entire journey. Right. To take your eyes off Jesus and to think that the only way out of a problem is through death. That is a lack of faith. I would even call that sin because yeah. the Bible says that without faith, no one pleases God and that when we don't have faith, it's actually a, a way of sinning when we're right. walking with Jesus. So to take our eyes off him and to think our only way out is through death. But that, that does not define Peter's whole life. Right. Peter's life is a lifestyle of constantly trying to follow, walk after Jesus. And Jesus goes, I know who you are, Peter. And yes, you took your eyes off of me for a moment, but I will never let you go. And that's how strong the love of Christ is, that even when we make a decision that's sinful, he never lets go 
of his children. Mm -hmm. That's the hope we have in the gospel. If that's not it, we're all in trouble, right? Right. Yeah, if there's something that I can do that is deeper than the grace of Jesus Christ, I'm in trouble because mm -hmm. I'll find it, you know? And in Peter's journey, he, he, after that, after that failure, he takes his eyes off of Jesus, but he gets back on track, mm -hmm. right? But it's not because of anything that he did. It's because of the grace of Christ. Yeah, yeah good. Thank you. So someone who is maybe right now watching that's struggling with despair, how do we encourage them? I mean, one of the things that jumps out to me that the Bible says is that the heart is deceitful mm -hmm. above all things. And so, again, just that idea that maybe what we're feeling is not true, mm -hmm. but somebody who's wrestling through despair, how do we encourage them? Yeah, I mean, it's despair is really at the level of despair that you would take your life. There is zero light in your life. Yeah. And when there's zero light, that's where lies are bred. And so it's like, okay, friend, if you're watching this right now and you think there's zero light, that is a lie. Mm. There is hope for you. There's hope for you in Christ. There's hope for you with other people. Come out of that darkness and come into the light. It's why as a church we offer all kinds of resources for people who are struggling, whether it's counseling or, or celebrate recovery, whether it's grief share, divorce share. I mean, these are some church programs. And nationally, there's all kinds of churches that want to help you when you're in darkness to find that there's hope in Christ. So if you're at a point where you think you should end your life, Man, people love you. Please, please come out of that darkness and talk to someone. And what you're going to find is that there is hope. It may not come right away. It may require medicine. It may yep. require counseling. But there is hope and a reason to live. You are loved and you are valuable. And that don't let the evil one lie to you and say anything else. And if someone is watching and they maybe know someone who's feeling suicidal, who's feeling this level of despair, then the way that they can encourage them is by shining light into their mm -hmm. darkness, right? For it's sure. giving them love, reaching out and saying, hey, I don't know everything that's going on with mm -hmm. you, and I may not feel it, but I love you, and mm -hmm. I'm here with you. Yeah. Not I'm there for you, I'm right yeah. here with you. And this is what Jesus did, right? Mm -hmm. So when Jesus sees all of us walking in darkness, he comes and walks with us. And so if your friend is struggling, what, what does your friend need? Your friend needs you to walk with them. Yeah. Man, sleep over their house. Have them come and live with you. Whatever it takes, don't let them be alone. Because in that moment of aloneness is when we listen to lies and where we could wind up making really stupid, wrong, sinful choices. Mm -hmm. So get help. There is hope for you. Yeah, again, if you're struggling with these kinds of feelings, with this kind of despair, we would encourage you. There are so many resources out there. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, great place to start here at Faith Church or just nationally, wherever you're watching from, a local church can help you. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your questions. Keep them coming on this video below. You can, you can comment here on YouTube or on our Instagram page. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time on Real Talk.